Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Wednesday, the 6th of October, 2021. Lead story in the Herald newspaper today. Row over blacks only tender. Blacks only. That is the crux of a row that has erupted in the Eastern Cape after the Public Works Department called for three companies to apply for a contract to survey state-owned land in the province, excluding all the other races. The DA has come out guns blazing and lodged a complaint against the department with the SA Human Rights Commission saying the irregular tender was unconstitutional. Also off the front page today, residents put boot in over sports fields. Enoch and Gijima municipality residents are calling for an investigation and answers from their council as to where the millions budgeted for the construction of a sports facility in Lesseton near Kamani had disappeared to. The residents claim that more than 7 million rand budgeted for the facility, which made headlines this week, had not been accounted for. Those are your headlines in today's copy of The Herald. You can find out more on heraldlive.co.za. Local government elections are coming up on the 1st of November. And part one of a series here on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann, we catch up with the major parties contesting those local government elections. And we start with the EFF, the Economic Freedom Fighters, their regional spokesperson, Kanya Ngisha. Kanya, good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, but just to correct you, sorry, I'm the regional chairperson, not the spokesperson. <laughs> My apologies. Regional chairperson for the EFF, Kanya Nglisha. Uh, Kanya, yes. you've released your, your manifesto for the upcoming local government elections. If we take a look at it, could I ask you to pick out a few of the uh, really important points? You've obviously spoken to residents. Which are the important points that you've picked up from there? Well, a uh, key to our manifesto is the land question. Um, one of the things that were highlighted and mentioned in the local government manifesto was that uh, municipalities will do a land audit and an audit of all property uh, in order to determine which land belongs to the municipality and which properties belong to the municipality. This is obviously done so that we can be able to allocate land uh, to our people who are subjected to living in informal settlements and are subjected to not having formal addresses um, and not having the essential service delivery needs in which they need in order to survive, such as water, electricity, uh, toilets, and so on and so forth. So key to that is the land question because we want to distribute land to our people according to their needs um, as soon as possible. We also want to distribute land to our people so that they can be able to uh, enter into the um, agrarian uh, activity, farming, etc., so that they can be able to uh, provide for themselves and uh, eventually, hopefully, enter even into the mainstream, mainstream of uh, agricultural uh, activity. When you have these discussions amongst yourself, Kanya, where does the land come from? Are you talking about taking unused state land or are you talking about expropriating land which is already under the ownership of a third party? Well, um, the national leadership of the FF is currently busy trying to push the constitution, section 25, to be changed so that land can be expropriated and uh, falls so that it falls under the ownership and custodianship of the state in order to distribute it according to the needs of our people. But obviously, at a local level, 
um, we don't have such powers to amend the, the constitution. Hence, we are always agitating our people to vote for the EFF so that you can be able to do that immediately. But what we will do uh, in the meantime is to identify land that is owned by the municipality and then distribute land according to the needs uh, of our people. Kanye, anecdotally, one of the problems that our residents appear to face across political lines is uh, an unhappiness with service delivery in the metro. What major points have you included in your manifesto? Uh, What does service delivery mean to you? Do you have a plan to fix our water system, for example? These are issues which are affecting people on a daily basis. Yes, uh, of course. Um, We need to employ professionals and not uh, deploy people who are uh, aligned to certain political parties. If a person is qualified to do a job, Uh, they need to be given that opportunity uh, to do a job. Number two, we need to do away with the tender system because it is riddled with loopholes for corruption. The highest level of kleptocracy happens under the tender system. I'll give you a simple example. A simple thing like plumbing in our municipality has been outsourced. Instead of insourcing plumbers and people that can be able to do their work directly, it is outsourced to plumbing companies uh, to do it. I mean, if there's a best pipe, uh, an outsourced plumbing company is called out and is paid a fee in order to do that. But uh, we are saying that the tenor system must go away, people must be insourced so that uh, the issues that relate to service delivery will be able to be done effectively in a quick space of time. We also say that the, there's many roads uh, within especially the township areas who, who which are in a bad state. Uh, and we are saying that once they are reported to us, we will be able to fix them within 48 hours. I also want to ask you about the issue of gangsterism. Uh, we've noticed during the course of the past few years Uh, gangsterism has been on the increase in our city. It runs rife in our city, despite us having laws and bylaws in place. Do you, do the EFF, have the will to address this problem and clean it up? Yes, I mean, the root of all, uh, or the majority of criminal activities, economic oppression is poverty. When people are are poor and they are idling and, and not engaged in a good cause, uh, they will be engaged in uh, nefarious activities. Uh, so the only way to get rid of crime in general, not only uh, gangsterism, is to ensure that our people are engaged in doing something that is productive. For instance, children, we are saying that it will be a, a must. It won't be an option. All children that are fine idling under the EFF uh, leadership they must go to school. That is what we are going to push. Uh, and crime must be able to be dealt with by the police. I mean, this government, what they, da- what they did during looting, they deployed a number of soldiers. But when there are things like gangsterism, which have been happening, for instance, I know even in Cape Town, there's a place called, called uh, the Cape Flats, which is a high uh, level of, of gangsterism happening there. It has never been dealt with even till today, meaning that our government enjoys these criminal activities to continue as per normal, enjoys our people to remain to be poor because they know when our people are educated and their minds are opened up, they will vote them out of this government.
Kanya, just a final question, if we might return to Nelson Mandela Bay. From the EFF's point of view, what would you regard as being a good result for you? Once all the election votes have been tallied and all the results have come in, what would you regard as having been a successful campaign for the EFF? Well, we are aiming for total victory. That is where we are aiming. Um, And we understand the dynamics of our region, because our region has not only got, we've got white people, we've got black people, we've got also the northern areas, which uh, more or less in terms of uh, geographics, uh, we are almost, they are almost equal than to the Tosa speaking people. So, I mean, in, even in all those areas of the northern areas, we've got ward councillor candidates, so we are well represented there. And we've been speaking to those people, to the people of the northern areas, because there has not been a change in the northern areas to say vote for the EFF so that we can be able to have a change. What we are aiming for is a total victory in order to occupy political power of this municipality and bring about change uh, for our people. Last question for you. You've been involved in coalition politics before. Would that be an option going forward if you didn't get the numbers you wanted? Uh, well, that is the discussion that national leadership, I think, will deal with it when, when uh, we get, if we get to it. But we are not thinking of coalition. In fact, we've never been in a coalition. Uh, it is the DA and these other political parties, UTM and so on. We've never signed any coalition agreement. Uh, our stance was always to uh, support any motions or items that spoke to the liberation uh, of our people or that identify with the non-negotiable cardinal pillars uh, of the EFF. Kanyang Gisha, he's the regional chairperson for the EFF, the Economic Freedom Fighters, talking to us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann regarding their manifesto for the upcoming local government general elections. Thank you very much, Kanya. Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. Behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann continues now. Part one of our focus on the political parties competing in the local government general elections coming up on the 1st of November, focusing on Nelson Mandela Bay. We've already spoken to the EFF. We now catch up with the ANC, Luyolo Nkakula, and you're the regional task team manager for the ANC in Nelson Mandela Bay, Luyolo. Morning, uh, Darren, to you and your listeners. Uh, Yes, I'm the regional task team coordinator. Coordinator. Very well. Can I ask you regarding your your manifesto, all the the parties competing released their manifestos last week. One item that I find in just about every manifesto, including yours, is a commitment to service delivery. There there seems to be a sense from residents that they want to feel safe. They want to know they've got water. They want to know they've got electricity. What is your plan to deal with this particular issue, which seems so pressing? Uh, Thanks, um, Darren, for the question. Um, I think as uh, you and probably some of the listeners would know, 
that uh, the provision of basic services are ideals as derived from the Freedom Charter, which remains a guiding document uh, for the African National Congress, uh, which as well, you know, is one of the critical documents which lay a foundation not only for our constitutional democracy, but as well um, the various prescripts which give effect to local government. With respect um, to the question of delivering of services, what we have seen in Nelson Mandela is a collapse of service delivery under the DA-led coalition. One, all robots in the city do not work. Two, um, there are many potholes. Three, uh, we're on day zero. Uh, there is no water, both in the informal settlements and some formal settlements as well in the urban area. So the plan that the ANC um, has with respect to this, one, with respect to potholes and general maintenance of municipal infrastructure, we have pronounced the African National Congress that there is a need to introduce what we call a minor works directorate, whose responsibility will be the maintenance of facilities or roads, but as well have an added implication of uh, militating a environment for SMME development. With respect to the electrification uh, of households as well as informal settlements, um, there needs to be a decisive intervention into the uh, electricity directorate in the municipality so as to unlock all the bottlenecks which may be administrative and otherwise so that each and every household in the Nelson Mandela is electrified, Darren. That as the ANC, with respect to the water crisis in the Nelson Mandela, one, the question of aging and decaying infrastructure needs to be addressed. Uh, that is the first critical issue, so as to preserve the little water that we already have. But it is us as the African National Congress, Darren, which in the past council term, have championed the question of a desalination plant as one of the innovative ways to ensure that there is water security in Nelson Mandela. All other political parties in council have not had this particular conceptualization. And you would remember the question of the desalination plant was a matter which was championed by the African National Congress when it was still governing pre-2016. So we have been consistent in raising that particular question in anticipation of day zero. But the DA-led coalition once again um, did not then have an appreciation of this reality. And that's why we find ourselves here in Nelson Mandela. But as well, another inhibitor to the discharging of services by the municipality remains the maladministration, which we have seen the Democratic Alliance presiding over. Because once there is maladministration, Darren, that has a direct and a material impact on the capacity of a municipality to discharge services. Today, we're still without a city manager. Uh, again, what had been resolved on and championed by the African National Congress in terms of the turnaround plan, when National Treasury had withheld the equitable share of the Nelson Mandela, has not been realized fully by the DA-led coalition because they've got that particular responsibility as the presiding political leadership of council. If I might move from infrastructure to uh, safety, Mr. Nkakula, that seems to have come up often in anecdotal evidence with just me personally speaking to, to residents across the city. They're very concerned about safety, rising level of crimes, gangsterism. It's almost as if people don't even care about the ideology that delivers it anymore. They're just desperate for safety and collective prosperity. 
No, you're correct, Aaron. You know, what we have seen uh, in Nelson Mandela is a criminality of the highest order. Uh, there is a rampant social disorder in Nelson Mandela Bay. Uh, but you have a municipality which is unable to discharge its duties in terms of militating an environment of a proper social compact between our communities, the local state, and all other relevant law enforcement agencies. Because policing Darren, and creating a safe environment in our communities not only is a responsibility of a municipality, but is a responsibility of everyone who is affected, residents, communities, CPF alike. So there's a particular distinct role which a municipality must play in terms of facilitating and coordinating that particular social uh, compact. But the second element, Darren, I don't know if you are aware that in Nelson Mandela, for the past nine months, we have been without speedometers. It is a speedster's paradise. And this is owing to a question of maladministration and corrupt interests, interests that the DA has with respect to a CCTV camera tender. And the direct implication of that is that everyone in Halalabalu, everyone can just drive as they wish in Nelson Mandela and there's no sense of accountability. That is why I am even afraid to drive because I do not know whether I'll find myself in an accident or not. So those are just part of the interventions that a municipality should be enabling to ensure and militate a safe environment for communities. And the municipality is not doing that in Nelson Mandela Bay. Instead, instead of ensuring that there's a discharging of the primary service delivery need towards the residents of the metro, what they have is the interest, commercial interest of who gets which contract and how. So, so, so that is one of the crises that we're confronted with as residents of the metro under the DA-led coalition. But as well, a municipality must play a conscious role in raising awareness because, one, the question of crime requires a continuous and an ongoing campaign. But part of the things which probably are attributing factors to criminality is the question of skills development or skills development or underdevelopment, uh, women development, the underdevelopment. So they need to be direct interventions as well, which will speak directly to the youth in order to get them away from the corner. The municipality under the DA-led coalition has totally failed us. Um, it has rendered us victims to criminality by failing to ensure that, you know, uh, we're in a safe environment. There are no CCTV cameras. Instead, what we have as a metro police force is people who just hold roadblocks. They don't play an active role in ensuring and enforcing of bylaws. You will never see the metro police under the DA-led coalition, for instance, ensuring that there is no illegal dumping. They are just there to conduct roadblocks. It's as if they are a fundraising or a revenue generating uh, mechanism of the DA-led coalition. So, 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 and, and that's what you'd expect, you know? Uh, I think the fellow who's MMC for safety and security is a former apartheid police, John Bester. There's no visionary, uh, there's no leadership. That is why we continue to appeal to the residents of Nelson Mandela that they must vote for the ANC in order to ensure that there are safer communities or our community becomes safer. Let me ask you, if you were to wake up 
on the morning of the 2nd of November. What sort of results would you like to see? What sort of results would you expect to see in terms of the voting for Nelson Mandela Bay? Uh, Darren, on the 2nd of November, the, the African National Congress in Nelson Mandela would have reclaimed Nelson Mandela Bay municipality. Our people have seen or have been shown flames. Our people, when we interact with them as we are on our door-to-doors, having voter contact, are saying that we are sick and tired of how we're being treated uh, by the DA in Nelson Mandela. They cut our electricity. They do not care about as indigent residents. That is why we want the African National Congress to govern Nelson Mandela Bay. But as well, our people have also shown us the mistakes that we have committed in the past. And our people have made us to commit to them that we will not repeat those mistakes again. That is why we are confident, Darren, that the African National Congress is reclaiming Nelson Mandela Bay. Thank you very much for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann this morning. It's Mr. Loyulo Nkakula from the ANC. Have a good day, sir. Be inspired. Watch the online reveal of the top 12 local heroes and frontline hero of the Eastern Cape on Thursday, the 28th of October, 2021 on the Dispatch Live Facebook page. Local heroes are ordinary people who do selfless and extraordinary work to support their communities. Their stories will motivate you to be the change you wish to see. The 7th Annual Local Hero Awards are proudly brought to you by The Daily Dispatch and Johnson & Johnson. For more information, visit dispatchlive.co.za. Behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann, we're wrapping up our part one of a focus on the manifestos of the major political parties who've registered for the local government elections on the 1st of November. We're wrapping up part one with a chat with the chairperson of the Democratic Alliance nationally, Helen Ziller. Good to have you in our part of the world, Helen, and thank you for joining us on the podcast this morning. How are you keeping? It's great to be with you, Darren, again, and I'm keeping very well and It's wonderful to be in Nelson Mandela Bay. This is going to be one of the big battlegrounds when it comes to local government elections. I think everyone acknowledges that. Would you agree? Indeed. Nelson Mandela Bay has been a big battleground since 2011. And every time the DA gets closer, but never quite gets over that 50% mark, which is the critical benchmark that we have to reach to give five uninterrupted years of good governance. Now, I've taken a glance at most of the manifestos that most of the political parties taking part have put out. And in almost every one, the phrase service delivery is there to be found. What does service delivery mean to you and to the DA? And how will you be addressing what has been a thorny problem? What it should mean to every South African is what the Constitution requires of service delivery. And the Constitution is very clear on it. It gives local government a list of things that it has to do. For example, reticulating clean water. Bulk water supply, the constitution says, is national government's priority. National government must get the bulk water supply sorted and delivered. Local government must clean the water and deliver it into houses. That's number one of what we mean by service delivery. Another critical issue is refuse removal and creating a sanitary environment. 
that is a local issue that the constitution gives to local authorities and that is service delivery for example reticulating energy generating energy and the major bulk reticulation to get it to local authorities is a national government competence and they've given that monopoly to escom we are fighting back against that monopoly and saying that local governments can't reticulate electricity unless they can buy from alternative suppliers because escom is failing and that's a big service delivery battle that we want to and are prepared to have in all the metros that we govern making them load shedding free by getting independent power producers to produce the electricity that the local authority needs to reticulate roads public transport absolutely critical to local service delivery and creating the conditions for investment jobs and growth those are the kinds of things that we mean when we talk about service delivery Helen much like you I have taken the liberty of wandering around the city and speaking to various random folk about what it is that they want to see from our new government whoever it might be I'm just going to highlight a few for you we want water we want electricity we want traffic lights that work we want vandals and gangs and taxi violence firmly dealt with we want the vandalism that wrecks our tourism attractions brought to a swift end we want illegal dumping and litter dealt with and here's an interesting one we want the 120 councillors elected to represent our best interests to do so in a dignified and responsible manner and not for each council meeting to degenerate into a shouting match we're asking for the bare minimum we're asking for measures that can turn this into the best little city in the world why can't we have this well you can if you keep the city blue i mean that is the consequence of the way people vote and people must understand that in a democracy you get the government that the majority votes for which is the government the majority deserves now we happen to think that nelson mandela bay should be blue you deserve a blue government and when we get a 50% plus 1 majority we can give you proper blue government uninterrupted for an entire term so that you can eventually become a service delivery hub such as all the da run local authorities in the western cape are you know the da only runs 30 out of the 278 local authorities in south africa we run very very small percentage of them and yet the top 5 municipalities are all da it's because we get on with doing the job we were elected to do but that's a consequence of voter choice and if people don't like the way their public representatives behave and conduct themselves and represent them well in a democracy voters have to look in the mirror helen could i ask you if you were to wake up on the morning of the second or i don't know how long it takes the results to get out but let's say the second or third of november what would you regard as a great result as a win for the da and how hopeful are you of that well obviously the best result is a 50% plus 1 majority that's the result we've been going for in Nelson Mandela Bay for a very long time and it was tragic in 2016 we nearly got there we were 12000 votes short of getting a 50% plus 1 majority now everybody knows that in Nelson Mandela Bay between 2016 and 2018 even though Athol Trollope was at the head of a very very fractious coalition 
we managed to do an enormous amount to turn around service delivery and to turn around Nelson Mandela Bay. We established, for example, a metro police force in that very short space of time, that if we get more than 50% in this election, we will double in size to deal with some of the issues that people are focusing on now and complaining about now quite rightly. The vandalism, the gangsterism, the destruction of the tourism infrastructure, all of that I've seen with my own eyes. So the best result for the DA would be 50% plus one, and that is why we ask every resident of Nelson Mandela Bay Will you be the one? I have a feeling this is going to be an extremely, extremely hard-fought um, election in Nelson Mandela Bay. Thank you for joining us on the show today. And best of luck to you and everyone who has our collective best interests at heart. Thank you, Helen. Thank you very much, Darren. It's been a great pleasure. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.